Leaders don't look backwards to condemn what has already been done. They look forward to create a better future. Mark Cuban. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Okay, Chicos, let's do this. Today we're talking about What Got You Here Won't Get You There, written by Marshall Goldsmith. He's also the author of The Earned Life, which we reviewed maybe two months ago, and that was also an excellent book. So Marshall Marshall Goldsmith, he, <laughs> he's got an interesting career. He actually went into sort of like the behavioral health uh, world, but found a niche in working with uh, or coaching like executives in companies. And he slowly narrowed that niche down to where he basically gets hired by companies to help improve already successful leaders of companies. And sometimes it's a CEO or other times it sounds like quite frequently it's somebody that's recently been promoted. So say someone's like a very excellent salesperson or some other department and they're just killing it. And they get promoted to sort of be a director over that department and their management skills aren't quite up to snuff, right? They might have some rough edges that cause people to dislike working with them and it causes some turmoil in their subordinates, right? Um, And so Marshall will show up. He'll interview all the people who have to deal with this individual's behavior and then work with that person to say, okay, these are, you know, this is one or two things that we need to change in order to improve your success. And sometimes these people think that their entire persona is important to their success. And what he's kind of saying is like, look, despite your success, these couple of things have not been contributing factors. And in fact, they may have held you back. And if we could improve this, You could even go farther in your career. You could have more impact. You could be more successful. And so that's kind of what his niche is, is coaching these high-level leaders that are already very successful to become even better. And um, he's been doing that for a long time. Very, very interesting job. And his strategies are actually quite simple, but we'll get into a few of these. Um, So essentially this book is targeted towards you as a leader. But I also found it interesting that some of his strategies and feedback came from the home. And if you improve something at work, it affects your home life and vice versa. And so um, this is very applicable to, I mean, your marriage, uh, parenting, things like that, right? Finding which sort of noxious behaviors you might have that you're living with and everyone's putting up with. Uh, but if you changed, your relationships would improve. Your impact would improve. And so while it's more of a business book, a leadership book uh, definitely applies to your personal life. So even if you're not trying to climb the corporate ladder, this book still has value for your personal life. But you know what else has value in your personal life is magic mind. Uh, This is like a little shot of focus in a bottle, effectiveness in a bottle. Uh, So it's, it's like more like a green tea type formula, but it's got other ingredients that help you focus, 
uh, keeps you kind of relaxed, prolongs the effects of caffeine so you don't have these spikes, ups and downs. And I've expressed before uh, on episodes how, uh, you know, sometimes I'm I'm in that mode of like, I just want to check out. I'm done. Uh, I would rather go be lazy or go play. And I get my my magic mind shot. I'll write down my to-do list and I just get after it. And and this seems to really help me sort of get in the zone. So go check out Magic Mind. The links are in the show notes, but you can go to magicmind.co forward slash the life you want and use the promo code the life you want two zero and get yourself a discount on your first order of Magic Mind for a limited time. So go check out magicmind.co forward slash the life you want. Get yourself some Magic Mind and enjoy the benefits as I have. So let's get into the book here. Uh, What got you here won't get you there. (laughs) Sometimes your skill set is just good enough to get you to this point, but if you changed a few things, you could go even further. Uh, So chapter one, you are here. The higher up you go, the more your opinions become suggestions. So sometimes as leaders, we think we're brainstorming by sharing our opinion, right? We're like trying to keep the room lively by sharing our thoughts on somebody's statements or actions. But the higher you are on that ladder, everything you say is a suggestion to other people. And so you need to be aware of how you communicate to your subordinates and even your peers, because they may be taking that as some sort of command or order. So as I mentioned right in the beginning, sometimes people think that All of their characteristics have contributed to their success, but in reality, some of your characteristics have held you back or just been sort of dealt with, though they be negative, by others. So one of Marshall's clients was a really poor listener and his communication was not very good. People often thought he was sort of offensive or a jerk. But he was extremely creative and often found like very creative solutions to problems for his company as well as his past career. So he had this pattern of really coming up with problem-solving solutions. And he thought that if he changed his behavior and how he interacted with other people, like if he listened too closely or too much to other people, that that would affect or cloud his uh, creativity, his decision-making. He would question himself or second guess. And Marshall said something along the lines of like, do you know anybody else that's as equally as creative as you, but a nice person? (laughs) It kind of made him go, oh, I guess some people do treat others nicer, but still have creativity and have effective business behaviors. And so uh, a good example of like, you know, sometimes all your behaviors are not actually helping you. It's just a certain few despite your weaknesses. And so that's the point of this book. Identifying certain patterns in yourself or others and how do you actually implement change? Because changing yourself is a lot easier than changing the way people perceive you or changing the various influences out there affecting your business. So sometimes all you can do is change your behavior to actually improve your team and your leadership. He says in the book, companies spend a lot of time training and teaching what to do, but very little on what not to do. Give some examples of this. For example, one CEO who was in charge of a giant merger. Uh, It was supposed to take the tech industry to new levels and be a giant company. 
and the whole thing just flopped. The merger was a disaster. Both companies struggled and the CEO pretty much lost his reputation as an effective leader. And one bad decision essentially wiped out an entire history or lifetime of positive, effective leadership. And so sometimes what not to do is something that we should be focusing on more than what to do. Sometimes people already have that skill set of what to do and yet, and more training is not really going to be a, a big positive, but eliminating a few negatives could have a massively positive impact on your future. So again, I'll just relate this to your family, your your marriage, your kids, whatever your relationship dynamics are. There's probably a bunch of stuff that's really good, but if you could just change a few negative behaviors, might that improve your marriage or relationship or impact on your kids uh, dramatically? There's a chance that it could, right? So in the middle of the book, he's got a list of 20 behaviors to change. So I'll list a handful of these for you to give you a flavor of what this book is like and things he's suggesting that you change in order to improve your impact. He says, number one is winning too much. People focus on only on winning and wipe out or destroy certain relationships or aspects of their lives because they all they can think about is winning. Whereas in life, it's like you could win one thing and lose a whole bunch of other things. So what is winning, right? Redefine winning. Winning is positive progress in all the most important aspects of your life, not just achieving that sales goal, right? Uh, number two, adding too much value. Number three, passing judgment. Number four, making destructive comments. A lot of times, People are sarcastic or they're quick with their tongue instead of holding their thoughts. And they they don't think these words are affecting others. But again, if you're a leader and you're sort of belittling your subordinates' ideas, comments, their person, this has a negative impact on your ability to lead and take a team somewhere. Number five, starting with no, but, or however. Number six, telling the world how smart we are. Seven, speaking when angry. Eight, negativity. So there's eight of 20. These are the most common things that leaders need to change. And when they change, they have massive impact. So I would encourage you, if this is for you, go get this book and start kind of working on these. Look at yourself. Are you a person that exhibits some of these habits? But it's not just about what you think. The, maybe the most important part of what he's getting at here in this book is getting the people who deal with your behavior to help you identify what to change and then enlist them in how you're going to change, get them as supporters. And then also you can flip it around and, and help them to improve something that they want to improve on too. So you have sort of this uh, give-take relationship. You're in it together. They are part of your plan. They're helping you stick to your plan. They're helping rate your progress on your plan. And so when they can see that you are actively trying to change pretty much for them, because they're the ones that have to deal with these somewhat negative behaviors, uh, the morale and willingness to support one another changes quite rapidly. He says the 21st habit is goal obsession. 
Goal obsession is a relentless obsession or pursuit of a goal at the sacrifice of more important or rewarding things like quality relationships with people we care about, not being present for our kids, youth, or mowing over people for the sake of self-interest. These people might try to claim credit for everything in order to obtain their goal, like climbing the corporate ladder or gain power and status, right? So sometimes this goal obsession just becomes the only thing that their mind focuses on, but they become unhappy in their lives because so many important things are actually falling apart. One example is a, a guy that was like getting divorced for the third time. And he was really frustrated because each of those wives didn't understand what it took to make that kind of money. <laughs> but they didn't want more money. They wanted a good relationship, but he was never present. He wasn't willing to sacrifice for them or for the relationship. It, it just didn't work, right? His goal obsession ruined some of the most a- important aspects of his life. And he couldn't quite see why people were upset with his lifestyle. Okay, so how can we change for the better? Negative feedback often does more harm than good. <laughs> so he's he, he thinks feedback is extremely important, but how it comes, the form that it's delivered, who it comes from, and what the point of it all is are all extremely important. And so if we only get negative feedback on a quarterly basis because we were told to, that's probably more destructive than it is helpful. But if you can get feedback because you asked for it from people you can trust and you've enlisted their trust, you've said, I want your honest feedback here. I want to change. I want to do better. And then you can enlist them in helping you to change. That's a different kind of feedback. One reason feedback is negative is because it focuses on your past It proves you wrong or inadequate or incompetent for what you are doing. And the feedback is important, but the way it's delivered matters. Now, if you do go out and seek this feedback and you enlist people to help you, when you get feedback, don't respond by offering up your opinion. Just listen, express gratitude for the feedback, and then on your own, analyze how you will take and process and utilize that feedback or enlist them for help in changing. But when you offer your opinion, your uh, rationalizations or your excuses, it sort of belittles their feedback. And remember, you want this to be a trust-building exercise, an opportunity for them to be helpful to you. And when you offer your opinion right after hearing that feedback, you diminish their opinion and feedback immediately. Now, He says it's a lot harder to change people's perception of your behavior than it is to change your behavior. That's one reason why he focuses so much on behavior. But he says the odds of people's perceptions improving go up dramatically if you tell people you are trying to change. Let them know that you're trying to change. They go up again if you enlist them in helping and also if you express it over and over saying, I'm I'm working on this thing. How am I doing? I'm working on this. I'm trying hard on this. Uh, if you continue to reinforce that you're, that's top of mind, you want to change, you're working on change, they will change their perception of you. Okay, the next thing I want to share with you is the seven steps to troubleshooting. And he says that uh, people typically get one, two, three, seven uh, pretty well, but they they often overlook four, five, and six. 
which are actually the keys to really influencing and changing problems. So number one is assessing the situation, two, isolating the problem, three, formulating, and then here's number four, woo up, getting your superiors to approve. Number five, woo laterally to get your peers to agree and woo down to get your direct reports to accept. And then seven is implementation. So you really got to spend a lot of time on getting people's buy-in for whatever it is you're changing, right? So if it's a problem in your company, you need to get approval, agreement, and acceptance from each of those levels. If it's behavior change, if it's, hey guys, I've come to realize and recognize this character flaw or behavior that's sort of uh, caused trouble here at work, I'm going to try and change that. Let's get approval, agreement, and acceptance. Let's enlist people to help us, right? So those are the seven steps of troubleshooting. Do not forget four, five, and six. The latter chapters start talking about specific skill sets that leaders should uh, really take a look at themselves. So listening, how good are you, are you at listening? He said he had the opportunity to work with like Bill Clinton and that, that he is particularly skilled at listening. He makes people feel like they're the only person in the room when you're talking to him and that that's an incredible skill set to inherit. Make sure that the person who is talking, that they have your undivided attention. They don't feel like you're just listening casually and then wanting to get on with your life. Uh, Thanking people. It's an incredibly powerful way of empowering your people, making them feel appreciated, instilling a certain amount of warmth and respect between the two of you. So make sure you, you give a lot of thanks to people and then follow up. Keep track of what you said you would do. Uh, stay in touch with people. Keep relationships warm. Follow up on that. And then he says, practice feed forward, which is the opposite of feedback. So feedback focuses on the past, what's already happened. Feed forward (laughs) is how you guys are going to work in the future. So present a positive vision for what's going to change, how things will be, how you will be, right? So uh, in one sense, it's essentially setting goals or writing out a vision, but he calls it feed forward. Don't just get feedback, get feed forward, present that improved scenario of the future. The last thing that I'll mention here that I'll leave you with is very important for leaders. He says, tell subordinates how you operate and how they can handle you, right? Some leaders already know a certain amount of, you know, personal characteristics that have come off as maybe controversial to subordinates or peers. And if you can sort of give people a heads up. Hey, I'm this way. If you come, if you come into my office with some bad news, just know I, I tend to attack the messenger and don't take it personally. Just take it. Give me five minutes. We'll be back to normal soon. But I'd have that tendency. I re I'm, I'm very reactive when I hear bad news, right? Let them know that say, Hey, it's not about you. It's, that's just something that I I'm working on, but I have a a quick and sometimes reactionary behavior to bad news. Right. Or, 
hey, this is how I operate. I'm organized this way. If you wouldn't mind organizing your you know, information, your reports like this. Uh, I prefer them to come in at this time. If you're going to approach me with bad news, uh, let me know in this way or present it like this or give me a heads up and put it on my calendar so I can prepare myself to uh, respond in a, in a more appropriate way. Or, uh, you know, just just tell them how you are. How can they deal with it? And that's one way of of kind of protecting your downside, even though you're still working on it. So tell your subordinates how you operate, how they can handle you. <laughs> um, I heard a CEO many years ago who also had a psychology background. He took over an insurance company that was losing millions of dollars every day. And within a year, they were earning over a billion a year. And he talked about how people want to know what they're walking into every day, right? As far as like, am I, am I walking into the same person as I did the last four, five, six, seven days? Or do I get a different character <laughs> kind of randomly and intermittently? People want consistency. So let them know the rules and then play by the rules. And so if you have certain characteristics that you're strict on or certain characteristics they should know that are not good, like get it out there, lay it out, tell people how it is. This is how it's going to be. This is how I am. This is what I would appreciate. Beware of this. This is how you can handle it. It's a very good way to sort of set the stage as a leader so that people understand the game they're playing <laughs> because the business we do is one game. How we do business with one another is another game. How I manage my subordinates, how I manage my peers, how I manage my managers. These are all other games we have to play in business in order to excel or at least have positive progress in our business. And so, you know, if you can lay out the rules and give people clarity about what they need to do in this particular relationship, it'll help everybody in your business. So anyway, this is what got you here. Won't get you there written by Marshall Goldsmith. Um, as always, I'll leave the link in the show notes. And if you purchase through that link, I'll get a small cut of the proceeds. So if you think this is a book for you, I appreciate you using that. Um, I do recommend this one. This is, it's, it's not necessarily one of those reads where you go, this is just absolutely intriguing. Like I am with like brain science, for example, but for somebody that's in the business world, uh, I think this is this is a must read. This is a really good one to sort of help you look at yourself and look at others and try and un identify how can I take my current success to a new level from the perspective of, you know, I'm really the, the best option for change and improvement. I can change my behavior better than I can change anything else. And that's going to improve, you know, my outlook on life. So anyway, great book. Check it out. Link in the bio. Also, head over to bronsonwilkes.com. Check out the resources there. Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store 
and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.